Have you ever struggled with talking softly and sweetly to someone? I'm talking about someone who really annoys you. You know, like your husband or your roommate. It can be difficult to be reasonable when opinions clash. Dana Gresh confesses that she has struggled to offer a soft and reasoned answer when facing communication challenges. Find out how Proverbs 15 brought her victory in her conflicts, but not in the way she expected. Let's listen in as Dana shares an online challenge for the Life Action Ministries Team Chapel. Let me give you a tip that's probably worth the full price of admission today. If you wonder what needs to change, ask someone you live with or your closest friend or maybe a coworker. I promise you, they'll know. This year, Bob gently cued me to change and he probably doesn't even know it, but as things slowed down for so many people, didn't slow down in our life. The Gresh Farm got very busy. We started doing Grounded every Monday morning from our house. Now, at first it was every day. For a while, we were recording Revive Our Hearts in my storage closet at home with Bob as my engineer. And as you can imagine, since Life Action Ministry is predominantly a tour-based ministry, we had to reimagine True Girl and Born to be Brave. So we were busy. Now, back to Bob and Dana. Two type A personalities stuck at home during a pandemic that are that busy? Well, God will use that to sanctify us all. Now, I won't share all the details of how God's done that, but here's one. Talking loud during Zoom calls. Does anyone in your house do that? Someone in our marriage does, and I'm not going to tell you which one, but it's not me. <laughs> now, when Bob would loud talk during Zoom calls, Sometimes I would loud talk to him after a Zoom call. In other words, I didn't respond well. Now, I'm not sure exactly when, but at some point during the year, my husband started giving me this little subtle signal. He would raise his hands up as if he was flagging me down, just gently press his hands down towards the ground and say, let's take it down a notch. Let's take it down a notch. And he would speak it so gently. Why did he say that? Because I needed to take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point I realized God was calling me not only to change how I responded to Bob, but to change, to change. And of course I went to the Word because I needed help. I needed a tool to help me. And the verse that came to my mind was Proverbs 15.1. Very familiar. I'm going to read Proverbs 15.1 to 4 for you right now. Hopefully you have your Bibles. Grab them and open. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Let me just pray that the Lord would use these words in your life the way that he's used them in mine. Father, open our hearts to truth. Open our hearts to change. Open our hearts to cooperate with your spirit to make us better co-workers, better family members, better friends as we change the way we communicate. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so when I started meditating on Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, an argumentative voice rose up in my head. Learning to answer softly was the change I felt God wanted me to make, but soft, I reasoned. My personality is more of a bold flavor, thank you very much. I'm not loud or brash, but then I thought, I guess I'm not loud or brash if my plumb line is Hollywood 
or business leaders and the business leader podcast that I sometimes listen to. But my life's not supposed to be measured by those things. It's supposed to be measured by God's word. Aren't we brilliant authors of excuses? So here's how I started out my journey to change. I just would say that verse under my breath every time the conversation between Bob and I got louder. Guess what? Didn't help. I twitched a lot, but my heart wasn't changing and neither was my tone. You know why? Because I still believed the lie that my harsh answer was useful. My belief, not just my behavior, needed to change. My mind required an inward transformation of the Holy Spirit, a total reformation of how I thought about communication so that I could be empowered by God to make a different choice and respond differently. So I decided I needed to transform my mind. I studied all of Proverbs 15. Now you might circle Proverbs 15. I've written behind it team communication manual because it is so rich with truth for us but I'm just going to take you through these first four verses and give you four things that God has taught me about communication. I think that these are awesome policies for our teams as we work together in ministry, for our marriages, for our families, even for our friendships. And the first one is this, gentleness is more powerful than harshness. Verse 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Imagine that, that power, the power to turn off wrath. No easy thing. It can be like a runaway train in us. And I wondered as I was thinking about that, are there any significant examples in Scripture where we can see that? And I found one that really fascinates me. Would you turn over to Judges chapter 8? I'm just going to read the first three verses. Um, this is following a victory over the Midianites. The Israelites, though, have gone back to their old ways of quarreling. And I have to wonder if someone was talking loudly, but I know this, they were talking proudly. Let's look at Judges 8, starting in verse 1. Then the men of Ephraim said to him, that would be Gideon, what is this that you have done to us not to call us when you went to fight Midian? They felt left out and left behind when they didn't get to be part of the battle. And they accused him fiercely, and he said to them, What have I done now in comparison to you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezar? God has given into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger against him subsided when he said this. A soft answer turns away wrath. Now, I got to ask you something. Do you see that he compliments them? When they stir up anger, he compliments them. Aren't your leftover grapes better than my best harvest? Can I ask you, is that what you feel like doing when your coworker ticks you off? Or your husband's loud talking on Zoom? Or someone on your church committee is presenting an opposing plan? Imagine this great military chose softness. And let's land on that word choose for our second point. Anger is a proud, foolish decision, but soft answers are a humble, wise choice. Let's look at verse two. It says, the tongue of the wise commends knowledge, there's a choice, or the mouths of fools pour out folly. Which will you choose? Wise humility or proud foolishness. 
Every time we use harsh words, we've chosen pride, we've chosen foolishness, and going back to point one, we've chosen a way of powerlessness. Every time we use soft words, we choose humility and wisdom and the power to turn off wrath. Now, there is a righteous, there is a place for righteous anger. I don't, I don't want to discount that, but don't you think it's probably not as frequent as we'd like to think? Point three, God sees our harsh response or our soft answer. Verse three, what's it say? The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. God sees our harsh response or our soft answer. Enough said. Some points don't need extrapolated, do they? God sees. Now, I do want to say this, that if God sees, I'm sure he's willing to help in this sanctification and changing process. He is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our paraclete. Listen, one of the greatest joys of my life right now is my two grandbabies, Addie and Zoe. Twin girls. Oh, who'd have thought? Double blessing. The thing that they love to do right now is they look at me and they ask for helps. Not one, always plural. Helps. Helps, Nanda. And I love giving it to them. How much more would God love to helps you when you're not really in control of your communication? And, and that made me think this morning of this. If the Spirit is the one who sanctifies us, that means only, our change is only made possible with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to ask for helps. Now, I got to tell you, I am in every way a terrible communicator, interpersonally and on stage. I promise you, my first speech at Cedarville University, an assignment was supposed to be like seven minutes long, maybe 11 at best, and it came in at a whopping 22 minutes. You know how bad it was? My teacher went into the next communications class and used me as an example of the worst speech she'd ever heard in all of her history of teaching. Unfortunately for her, there was a boy in that class I was dating. His name was Bob Gresh. <laughs> God's Spirit has enabled me to teach. He's changed. He's taken away my fear. He's changed my ability. It is through His Spirit that I'm able to teach. And if he can enable me to teach on stage, he will enable me to answer softly if I ask him for helps. Invite him in if you're having a hard time with this. I did, and that brought me to point number four. God's word works. Could stop there, good stuff. But God's word works because he knows how we're designed. When God instructs us to do something like answer softly, he does it knowing how we function. One commentary from Proverbs 15 said, the Old Testament was consciously linking emotional states and bodily changes many centuries before scientific studies documented the same phenomena. Cheerfulness of disposition, whether it is natural inheritance or the result of personal discipline, oh, how I wish that I had gotten this one through natural inheritance and didn't have to learn it through personal discipline. But cheerfulness of disposition promotes and sustains positive feelings within yourself and others in your company. When I read that, I was a bit intrigued. I wanted to explore it a bit further about what was he seeing that I was missing. He's talking about our physiological changes and how our body is functioning. And so I looked at the Hebrew language, which, you know, this is a good 
point to say that I am blonde and I'm driving without a license every time I open up my Hebrew language aids. But as I understand it, the second line here, the word anger, but a harsh word stirs up anger, that that word for anger in the Hebrew meant, it was a commonly used word that meant to breathe with the nostrils. And I thought of the word huff and puff. When we're angry, we huff. We breathe with the nostrils. Okay, that made me think of Pilates. Did I mention I'm blonde? Follow me. We're in a blonde brain right now. We're going to get to a good place. But Pilates, I go every week to be trained. And we learn about controlled breathing. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I learn how to control my breath. And every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, it changes my mood, calms me down, chills me out. And so that made me go back to this word anger, breathing with the nostril. That sounds to me like that's uncontrolled breathing. We need self-controlled responses. And maybe, maybe, what if we apply this to God's word that we take a breath? You know, people sometimes say it's a good idea to count to 10. I'm not going to agree with that. I'll tell you why in a minute. There's a lot going on when we choose anger. There's a lot going on physiologically in our bodies. Our brains shut down the blood flow to our gut. And it pushes all that blood to our muscles. You can imagine why. You're in fight or flight mode. Your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiration increases. Your body temperature rises. Think about hot under the collar, right? And those harsh words huff right out of us, huff out of us in breath, uncontrolled breathing. So I decided, having transformed my mind and getting excited about how these verses could work, that I would try controlled breathing in alignment with a soft answer turns away wrath. Call it a crush if you will, a crutch. But every time I felt that anger rising up in me towards Bob, I decided I'm going to say a soft answer turns away wrath. And then I was going to practice my controlled breathing. It's sometimes called box breathing. You use it in Pilates. But did you know the military also uses it to de-escalate high conflict situations? Soldiers are taught to box breathe. And here's how it works. You start out. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And in those 12 seconds that it takes to count to four, blood pressure slows. The autonomic nervous system relaxes and answers are softer. Problems are de-escalated. Guess what? It worked. And I found so much freedom in my relationship with Bob through obeying God's word as I learned to hold my tongue until a time that I can say what's on my mind in a softer and quieter way. And here's the sad thing. It wasn't really Bob that was the problem. It was me. And that brings me to this final thought. I wonder, is it really your husband or is it you? Is it really that coworker? that grates you the wrong way? Or could it be God inviting you to change? Is it really your mother-in-law? Or is that an opportunity for you in, to invite the Holy Spirit's power into that relationship to sanctify both of you? Let me ask you one more time. How are you changing? I can't say that I have changed. I'm in process. But this is where God has me working. A gentle answer turns away wrath. We hope this teaching from Dana Gresh helps you learn the power of a soft and gentle answer. When things heat up, just remember to breathe 
and repeat Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Hear more teaching from Dana at danagresh.com. This podcast was produced by Pure Freedom Ministries.